State parks are fairly common across the country, but how many cities have an Ice Age fossil state park? Well, we do now, and it's about to open to the public on January 20th. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we talk with Park Supervisor Garrett Fainer, who no doubt is gearing up for a flood of visitors to the long-anticipated park, which started its designation process way back in 2017. We'll hear about why this park is so important and take it back to a time when mammoths and giant sloths dwelled in southern Nevada. It's Wednesday, January 17th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Garrett Fainer, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Oh, thank you for having me, David. Well, there's a new park in town, the Ice Age Fossils State Park, to be exact. So should I dust off my old pickaxe and brushes and head on over? Um, well, you should do one of those things. Uh, you should head on over. Um, to our, <laughs> we're officially opening um, January 20th. That being said, uh, all of the resources here, including fossils and, and uh, artifacts, of course, are all on state land and they are all protected. So okay. we, do, we will provide that context for you to learn about and experience these things. Um without the opportunity to take them home with you. Oh, I mean, you're breaking the heart of the eight-year-old self here, longing to be a paleontologist, but okay, Garrett, I'll leave the, I'll leave the pickaxe at home. Let me get a little context here, though. How, how important is Southern Nevada in the scientific community concerning our fossils, and, and why? So the scientific interest in this property uh, in particular it it you know goes back about 100 years um Ooh. and Ooh. so people were of course finding fossils here right um but in the 1930s a man named mark raymond harrington and those of your listeners that are um, really cute into like nevada history they'll recognize that name as the uh, the quote father of nevada archaeology because he, hmm. he pops up a lot of places but he's finding things on this property and in this area that that seem to suggest that humans and animals potentially shared this site at the same time and, and were interacting with each other. That triggers a whole bunch of further investigations that really culminate um, in what is called the Big Dig. Oh, well, at first it's called the Tule Springs Expedition um, right. of 1962. And I think a lot of people are familiar with with Tule. Yeah, yeah. There's some mm. really interesting like information online that visitors can can read about. The main impetus of the Big Dig was really to find out when when humans were here and if you know kind of what relationship they had, uh, if any, with the the megafauna species that were here. Yeah. Um, you know, long story short, they didn't actually find what they were looking for. They kind of leave the site. It sits for decades. Nothing happens here until Vegas. It creeps in this direction and, and people really rediscover what's out here. Aside from, you know, the scant ar- archaeological record, these fossils are actually really important. Right. And they tell us about the animals that used to live here. Right, and they're still right, making right. discoveries out here of different animals, different species that we didn't know that were here that now we find out here and we're understanding how the landscape changed over time. So, um, yeah, there's a long history of scientific investigation here. 
And again, this is a place where we're still making discoveries. Well, that's that's fascinating to me. And I'm sure to the people who are looking forward to going to the new park. So why don't we just focus on that? What will people see and do when they go to the new Ice Age Fossil State Park? We have set up the park to have a variety of experiences, essentially, so you can kind of figure out what you're interested in and uh, pursue your own adventure. So, um, you know, you'll come in and, and for your listeners, just so everybody knows, like the park is directly off of Decatur Boulevard as you're approaching the Clark County shooting range. So you'll come in the park, you'll park. We have a visitor center. And so this visitor center really serves to introduce visitors to the resource, right? So you'll learn about the landscape, right? What did it look like during the ice age? Probably not mm. what you think it looked like. Um, we talk yeah, I mean, about- I'm thinking it would just be ice. I know, right? Um, there's a there's a famous film franchise about the uh, misadventures of, of Ice Age animals that unfortunately really colors people's imagination for, for you know what the world looked like at that time. Sure. But Vegas did not look like that. Yeah. So we, we address that right away. We talk about the megafauna, these animals that were roaming this landscape, right? These original inhabitants of Vegas, what were they, right? How did they survive here, right? How were they adapted to, to flourish in in Ice Age, Southern Nevada. And then we talk about uh, the history of science on this site, which I've also discussed. Um, You know, we talk about kind of how our perceptions and our understanding of this site has changed um, as, you know, science has advanced. With that in mind, you know, the visitor, you know, is ideally primed to go out in the site. There's multiple trails which they can explore. So we have surrounding the visitor center, it's a fully accessible trail called the Megafauna Trail. Mm. Uh, talks about those animals. We have sculptures of the animals that were here, uh, vegetation that was relevant to their time here as well, as well as interpretive panels and tactile elements for you kind of touch some fossils on these signs as well. And then we have two other trails, the Las Vegas Wash Trail. And this one really explores a lot of the natural history of this area. So the geology and stratigraphy and how the Las Vegas wash was formed and how the fossils got to be where they are. And then our third trail, and this is, I think, what makes this park really unique, is called the Big Dig Trail. And Mm -hmm. it goes to a lot of these excavation sites from the 30s, 50s, and 1960s, and to present day, modern sites as well, where we've we've kind of rediscovered things. Um, So so digs are still happening, Garrett? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. We are wow. still making discoveries out here. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talk about a lot of stuff there, and that sounds amazing. I, I mean, I love going to places like Wetlands. Their visitor center is so cool. Their trails are a lot of fun. You're talking about a lot of stuff, and I think people who are interested in our community or science or history, I, it, it sounds like it appeals to all of them. Can everything that y'all have there be seen in a single day? Yes. So, again, it's a... It's, we tried to create an encompassing experience, but the site itself is only 315 acres. And so our trail system is about three and a half miles. And so, okay. again, you can come here, you can spend as much time as you want kind of going through our visitor center and really taking in the displays, or you can hit the trails, right? And so you can hike all those trails and in one day, there will be interpretive panels on those trails that kind of explain to you what you're seeing put some of our, our photo collections actually in context so you can see like photos from the big dig. So whether you're interested in science, right, and the natural history of this area and, and kind of extinct animals, or if you're like me, a big, a big history person, or whether you want to take 
a pleasant stroll through the uh, modern Mojave Desert and kind yeah. of see the modern ecosystem that we have out here and, and see the badlands that, that we have. I think this park provides a little something for everyone. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. It sounds like um, the trails themselves were designed to be pretty um, easy to, to walk upon. There's there's no grades or, or difficulty there. Is that fair? Uh, to some extent. So hmm. uh, the Megafauna Trail, which is a 0.3-mile loop um, right outside the visitor center, that is fully accessible. Uh, the Las Vegas Wash Trail and the Big Dig Trail, um, they do have steps. Um, they do drop into a, um, a feature called the Las Vegas Wash um, so there is occasional steep grades, um, and at one point the trail does cross the wash as well. So um, I would say they're of, of moderate difficulty. Um, any okay. kind of obstacle that you you know might have to cross that you you can see in the distance, and um, so hopefully nobody will be getting stuck out on the trail. Yeah, no, I'm glad I asked. Um, are there any other tips for people floating around? I I'm going to make one other assumption. This one I'm probably right on. People could bring water out there to go. On the trails, are, are there any other tips? Um, that's a that's a really good um, thing to mention. And then I, I would kind of um, just to kind of reiterate something we said earlier that this park holds a really special resource. Um, so we do have fossils all over the place, and these are not something that we can replace. Right? If they get damaged or stolen, we can't just go out and, and get some more fossils. So these are protected things, and so. I would encourage your listeners to, if they're coming out here, just be really cognizant of the resource that they're observing and uh, so that we can keep that around for kind of future uh, Nevadans and future visitors to Nevada. Yes. Uh, big, big sign, uh, whether it's there or not. Please do not damage or take the fossils. They are not souvenirs. Exactly. I wonder, you know, Nevada and, and people kind of joke about it sometimes, but Nevada does have a state fossil, like an official state fossil, which I think most people know is the ichthyosaur, but also is the variation of the Shaunasaurus, which I know because I am still that eight-year-old uh, budding paleontologist. I love that stuff. But um, is that there? Are there are there fossils of an ichthyosaur in the park? Um, no, but I'm glad, oh. you, I'm glad you mentioned this. So 
we do not have ichthyosaur fossils here. The fossils that we have here are, are relatively young. So we're talking from, you know, 100,000 years ago to about 12,000 years ago. Ichthyosaur fossils, I mean, we're, we're talking about you know, hundreds of millions of years ago. Yeah. So I would actually direct your listeners to a place where they can see ichthyosaur fossils. So um, I imagine you've been to Berlin Ichthyosaur State Park. Yes, of course. It's so beautiful there. It, oh, it, I mean, it's a little bit of a challenge to get there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's not like on the, on, you know, in a big city. <laughs> right, right. So it is definitely worth the trip where you can actually see uh, ichthyosaur fossils, right? They look, you know, something like a dinosaur dolphin. And, you know, they were swimming around what was Nevada, right? When Nevada was a, a shallow sea. And uh, it just goes to show this state has incredible fossil resources that is really a, a catalog of, of, you know, all the different landscapes and environments that, that were once Nevada. Yeah. And, and just so people know that that park is... Uh, I guess kind of smack between Tonopah and Austin. So heading up towards northern Nevada is where people will find that. Why why was this site perfect for the the big dig and, and other excavations? Well, I think again, a lot of your listeners that are really important about Vegas history, they know that the thing that brought, you know, animals and people here over the course of millennia was the presence of water here mm. in Las Vegas. Mm. So, you know, probably during the ice age that you had, you know, you had streams and ponds and marshes and whatever all over the valley. And uh, this area, this area kind of the Northern part of the Las Vegas wash, um, there was a lot of water here during the ice age. And so, you know, you would have streams or ponds created by springs and these springs and, and ponds, of course, they attract all the animals here. The animals then, they die, they get covered up in sediment, everything dries up, and it mm. leaves these badlands that are full of fossils. And so we know that there was a really heavy concentration of springs right in this area, which uh, explains why the remains of all these animals are found here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that absolutely makes sense. Uh, they're going to be concentrated where there's a lot of water and resource for those animals to survive. This project here, it's been delayed quite some time, I think is fair to say. What were some of the roadblocks in getting this park up and running? So this was uh, first proclaimed by Governor Sandoval in 2017, of uh, part of his Explore Your Nevada initiative. For those of you that have actually seen, you know, saw the property before this was proclaimed, I mean, th there was nothing here, right? I mean, it's a yeah. really amazing site with an incredible resource, right? But there was no infrastructure, right? There was no parking lot or, or visitor center or utilities, really, really no plan, right? So, so our process, it, it started out, you know, with a blank slate and it started out, how are we going to design a park that like interprets and protects this resource? So that itself was, was a pretty big process because a lot of the other state parks that we have, a lot of other properties that become parks, right? They have some kind of structure or something to kind of build around. Right. Um, like Floyd Lamb, for instance, had mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff there <laughs> before mm -hmm. it got designated. So so exactly. So again, we went through an uh, intense planning process with our engineers, designers, stakeholders, park staff uh, to design this park. And of course, 
Um, you only have access to so much funding at any given time. So we had to kind of phase things, right? So we started with the parking lot, then we started with the visitor center. What is wrapping up right now, phase two, is a lot of the exterior improvements. So the landscaping, right? The panels that go out on the landscaping, you know, some of the shade pavilions that we're going to have out here. And so that is wrapping up right now. Um, so again, we, we had to phase it because of funding considerations. There was also uh, that whole pandemic thing. Um, oh, right, right. Which made it really, really challenging to finish any kind of state project. So we had to kind of regroup and, and really work to make this project whole again. Um, we got a significant private donation from the Helmsley Foundation, which allowed us to get this project over the finish line. Oh, um, shout out to the Hemsley Foundation. What are they involved in, just briefly? So they are involved in all sorts of charitable charitable working causes. And so for this phase that, you know, again, the landscaping and uh, the external trails and, yeah, everything that you're seeing outside of the visitor center, they uh, they contributed $3.5 million to this project to, to oh, make it whole. Okay. So huge cool. help for us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Garrett, I, I hear the excitement in your voice, and, and I'm sure that's a product of anticipation and pride. So let me just ask you this as the last question. What's your favorite thing about the Ice Age Fossil State Park? I'm a history person. So I, I started my career in state parks at the old Las Vegas Mormon Fort, you know, talking about early Las Vegas. And I love to just kind of, you know, I love to try to recreate the past for people and help people kind of imagine the way things were, right? And that's what this park is all about, right? You know, we want you to imagine this park, say, 21,000 years ago, right? When you had mammoths and camels and, and sloths and some even weirder things. I want you to imagine this park, you know, what it looked like to those scientists in the 1930s coming out here and, and what it looked like in the 50s and what it looked like in the 1960s when they're out here with with bulldozers cutting excavation trenches. Right. Um, and so uh, this is, you know, this isn't a park that necessarily interprets itself, right? I mean, you can come here and, you know, you can look around and it's pretty in its own way, right? But like our opportunity to interpret this resource to the public and kind of bring that story alive for people has been a really special opportunity for me. That's amazing. And I guess I I forgot to ask what to a lot of people might be a very important question. How much does it cost to go see and participate in all this? So it is $3 per person. And you can just check in the visitor center and pay your entry fee. Uh, kids 12 and under are free. That's beyond bargain. I'm sorry I even mentioned it because uh, that is good. And and I, I do encourage everyone in the Valley to go check out this wonderful new resource in, in, in Las Vegas. Garrett, thank you so much for talking about the new state park here on CityCast Las Vegas. Uh, wonderful, David. I look forward to seeing you and uh, all of your listeners out here. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, hey, go tell a friend. Rate the show. Leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter where you learn all sorts of interesting facts about Las Vegas, like why our official state fossil is actually the Shaunasaurus variation of the Ichthyosaur. I, I do love this stuff. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky.
Is there a consensus as to when humans and some of these now extinct maybe animals were interacting in our valley? This is one of the like really contentious debates um, in archaeology. And, Ooh, um, but we like to ask the hard questions here. Yeah, so, and I'm yeah. glad we're getting this out of the way. Um, so um, when interest in this site, it really coincided with the um, development of radiocarbon dating. Mm-hmm. And so um, Mark Raymond Harrington, who I mentioned, he he collects what he thinks is charcoal from this property and he gets it dated and it says it's 23,000 years old, right? Which that would make Thule Springs the oldest archaeological site in North America at that time, um, mm-hmm. which again triggers the big dig, right? This massive interdisciplinary scientific expedition. Mm. 